Pushing Back Chaos with Mel and Mike and Raph. Welcome to episode one of Pushing Back Chaos with Mel and Mike and Raph. Here we are, a new start. It's the same crew. Many of you may have followed us over from Not Your Average Operator. You got the same uh, three guys. We're still working on the three pillars of humility, honesty, and action. And, uh, you know, but we're making a fresh start. We've got full control over this little uh, podcast. The three of us can take in any direction we want to. A bit of fresh stuff. We're working on uh, the topics we're going to be covering will be everything from work, love, family, everything in between. Our goal is to make progress together. So us and you guys with us by learning from our mistakes and from our victories. And what we're aiming to do is provide frameworks, things that have worked for us and things that we <laughs> might have developed out of what didn't work. But anyway, pushing back chaos, Mel, Mike, and Raph. How are you going, Mike? Dude, it feels... Is it, am I the only one? It feels really weird to be back. We just took about a month and a half off, and we've all been really busy, and you'll hear some of that, but... I'm excited and nervous at the same time, if I'm being honest, because we I feel like every week we were getting into the rhythm and we just come in and bang out a show. And we've had this gap now. And it's kind of like, you know, some things don't change, though. Melon was late. Episode one, Melon was late. He's like, hey, gents, I just got back to Riyadh, 1500 Zulu. Let's do this. 16 minutes later, he's, he, he's late. And it's like some things never change, even when you take a break. Um, this is what happens. This is what happens when Melon dives into domestic work. I was unpacking my bag. Normally, <laughs> normally I'm not in that part of the world. I dived in. Yeah, made a ma- major error. Didn't check the time. That was on me. That's great. How about and and we got Raf. We got everybody's favorite To returning as well. How's it going, Raf? Yeah, yeah, it's good, man. And uh, just for the record, I don't think uh, Mike and I, neither of us, were surprised that uh, Melon fucked it away. We actually just started joking about it as soon as we realized that you were, you know, I think initially we noticed it when it was like seven minutes past when we all agreed and we, that we all agreed literally that we were going to make, which was initiated by Melon, which is the best part. But uh, anyways, over to Mike's comment about being nervous and excited. Honestly, as soon as I heard your voices, it was more like that scratch on the on the chalkboard, that annoying sound. You're like, ah, oh, like, yeah, I forgot about the sound. But uh Anyways, I'm here. I got nothing else going on. I'm I'm at the airport, so I might as well I might as well do this. But for the listeners, though, this is like a legit thing. I mean, we've been trying to get together, but our schedules have been all over the place. Um, you know, it's like I literally we started this conversation when I was literally on my way to Boston, and then uh, I came into San Francisco last night, and it just kind of worked out. This morning, I had the, the time off before I head off to the islands, but it's just it's crazy. And then Malin was flying from you know australia to, to Riyadh, and mike you're doing mike things and it's just it's been like just trying to find that window has been like real work for us and usually it's you know i felt like we kind of had it down to a science but lately as of late it's it's been real hack so given that we're sort of kicking off here with a new uh baby we maybe might be worth us just giving a little bit of back information about ourselves. I sort of fill in why it is a bit hard for us to get together sometimes and why it is that RAF is in all these different countries all over the US and why I've been in the Australia and Riyadh. So do we want to do like maybe just a couple of minute backstory on, on uh, who we are? I thought maybe Mike, you could introduce yourself. 
Yeah, I would like three minutes because I remember in our last episode, the pilots took like 10 each and I got like four minutes. So I think this time around, I think I'll take the most. Just because. You can have 90 seconds. 90 nah, seconds. Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, so background story. So if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you're probably wondering, why should I even listen to these guys? What, what am I bringing to the table? Uh, what am I bringing to the fight to push back against chaos, right? Valid question. So the three of us have been friends now for, uh, well, most recently, about two years. Raph, I've known for 10 years now, actually. Uh, but my background, I'm in my mid-30s. Uh, I've been in special operations in the military for the last 15 years. Um, and I know I stay, I stay kind of vague with what I discuss about that because this podcast is not about uh, my background in particular, uh, if you'd like to listen to that, there's plenty of other podcasts out there of really cool war stories and cool guy stuff and go enjoy it. I'm not knocking it. It's just not what I'm about. Uh, I am totally about the framework and the lessons that I've pulled out of my military service. Being in a, an elite unit uh, can bring a lot of really, really hard lessons and experiences. And um, I won't lie about it. I've, I've dealt with a lifetime of challenges within my military service so far, and I'm only 34 years old. And uh, what I found is that it's kind of been a blessing to experience things at a younger age that I won't put off and wait until I'm 80 and it's too late. And I feel, uh, I feel my significance in my life now is to reach out and help other people that are going through through the chaos, through the hard times, uh, and try to be a leader and a pillar for them to lean on that, um, you know, I can, I can take the lessons, I can learn the lessons and I can communicate them to you in a way that maybe you're kind of like, Hey, you're really not that different. Like we're all kind of in the same fight. And as you'll hear throughout this podcast, we all stand in ranks and we should be all, all there to help each other uh, you know, pick each other up and, and move forward. So uh, that's just a little bit about me. I think that was about, I don't know, 81 seconds, Melon. So yeah, you're good. let's move on to the pilots and hear about how they went to flight school, how they go to five-star <laughs> hotels and all this bullshit. So go ahead. And, and just, just, just time zone. So people get the sense that we're sort of in three different parts of the world all the time. You're on the around sort of East coast time zone. Yeah. Mike. That's right. Eastern Standard Time, baby. That's where that's where I reside. There you go. Well, so about me, I'm uh, 46, Australian. Uh, straight out of school, I joined the Australian Army, uh, did four years with those guys and then applied for and got into the Australian Air Force and got commissioned as a, and uh, completed pilot training. I flew uh, P-3 Orion, Maritime Patrol, aircraft, uh, and also flew fast at the start unsuccessfully and then re-rolled. I flew ISR and uh, open ocean surveillance missions during Gulf War II, 03, 04, 05, uh, became an instructor and uh, carried on. And I actually teach flying here in, in the Middle East. In my personal life, married, I've got two kids. We, my, my daughter, Annie, is legally blind. She was an extreme prem baby in 07, born at 23 weeks. We had 173 days in the neonatal unit with her. Uh, you know, major, major life event, that one. And in 2012, my wife had cancer. So we've dealt with some pretty serious life blows. And, uh, you know, I, I just sort of, I love working in teams. I love working with people who pursue excellence 
you know, I, I still play sport myself, I still play rugby. And uh, yeah, I, I get a lot out of these conversations. I won't lie. I mainly do it for myself. Talking to you two guys really has helped me uh, process and, and work through some hard times. And so, uh, yeah, I love it. Lots of flying as well. We've got to, got to somehow work that in. Five star. Yep, there it is. There's a pilot. I'm on Middle East. Literally. I'm on, I'm on Middle East time for the people. So far away. Yeah, so uh, I'm the guy they like to reference as Tio or Slowpoke Gonzalez. Um, my name is Raf. I... Uh, so Mel and I met a couple of years when I, well, more than a couple of years ago, um, I was in Riyadh on an assignment. I was an advisor uh, for, uh, in, I was part of a group of group of advisors there uh, in the U.S. military, and we were helping the Saudis with uh, some helicopters that they had purchased from the U.S. government. And while I was there for that year, just through mutual friends, uh, shout out to Big Swole, um, I ended up meeting Mel and, and Chazza and just the whole family, and and they and you know, as much as I like the banter with Mel, and the truth is um, he made that year in Riyadh just absolutely one of the most memorable just by allowing me to be part of his family, like an extension of his family. And I'm being completely honest. Same thing with Heath. I remember you guys always housing us right across the street with the with the bandit. I'll uh, forego his first name. Um, but just I, anyways, those are the memories that, that I that came out of Riyadh. And so we established a pretty significant friendship and we just kind of, stayed in touch for a little bit uh and then uh we kind of fizzled away you know did did what we could but then once this podcasting started coming around i think that's when we uh started rekindling and, and kind of realized like hey man we do have a ton uh in common and obviously we knew that the day we met uh and i'm sure that story will come out in future episodes but uh a little backstory about me just real quick um if Mike took 81 seconds, I'll take uh, three times that. Um, I was a Blackhawk pilot. Well, I was enlisted in the Navy. I was a corpsman. I was with the Jarheads the entire time. And I was attached to a couple of units, Anglico, and then I was attached to Force Recon. I was with 5th Platoon. Um, and those were, it seems like a forever, that forever time ago. But anyways, I did that. I got out, went to school thinking I'd never joined the military thinking I was going to pursue medicine and then uh, just happenstance. I ended up uh, running into people that kind of encouraged me to put in for a warrant officer flight training program, which I did got accepted to flight school and started flying Blackhawks, never looked back. So stationed all over the world, Korea, uh, Hawaii, uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, deployed multiple times to Iraq and Afghanistan did that till I retired and then uh, moved on to fly uh, uh, planes for a company called El. Well, flew for a company uh and i was flying all over the world uh doing some some stuff with those guys uh did that for three years and uh and then left that world and now i'm flying uh for a major airline here in the united states so uh for the future episodes and i'm literally talking about you know i'm in boston i'm in san francisco i'm in hawaii it's um yeah it's it's just because that's i'm flying for a major airline and, and it's it's been really good it's got its challenges but it's been really good and uh kind of like what mike just to read it reiterate what Mike just said, you know, the kind of the reason that we, uh, we decided to do, you know, pushing back chaos is because of, we collectively feel like the world is in a place where instead of encouraging hard work, instead of encouraging, you know, honesty and honest dialogue, it's the, we feel like it's the complete opposite. Like you're supposed to, people are, I feel like uh, it's the norm to encourage filters and, and kind of live a, live a fake life and, and use 
words that aren't truthful and uh and you know just kind of telling people that they can they can get through life by just um being victims and we completely disagree with that we think hard work honesty no filters and just looking at like listen especially when you look in the mirror like you can lie to the world but you can't lie to yourself right um so anyways we think that's that's kind of the mantra we we like to live with and we have been doing for quite a while and we're listen we're honest we put our, our stuff out there uh to an extent to a degree um you know marital problems uh, friendship problems um you know and that that's what we're hoping to bring and just to encourage people to to live raw and live honestly a little summary there for just the military background we have between us, 123 years of age, 53 years of military service, 10 combat tours, five branches of allied military. We're across three locations on the planet in three different time zones. We're fathers to three children. We're husbands, sons, and brothers. And there's a lot more beyond the uniform stuff that comes up for us. And that's the stuff we mainly focus on. But we do draw a lot of lessons out of that time we spent in the service and in service still for uh, Mike. So that's a little uh, backstory about us. Is there anything you wanted to add there at all, uh, Mike, just on the introduction part? No, I think that covers, man. And I know we really open up about topics that bring up experiences from our past and from our present. And I think we'll just kind of naturally come out. I mean, anybody that's listened to us before, it, it always comes up in really great conversation. And that's really what this is. This isn't like a show. This is just a weekly come together and we just have an honest discussion and we want to invite you in to listen to. And the feedback that we've gotten over the last month and a half of being off is for the people that do follow us, it's like, when are you guys getting back on? We really enjoy Thursdays when you guys launch the show and uh, on the way to work or on the way home after a rough day and I can listen and I feel like I'm part of your conversation. That means a lot to us. We talk about it a lot all the time. Hey man, so-and-so reached out and was like, man, you guys really had an effect on me. That's why we're doing this. And if we're being honest, like Melon said, it's, it's kind of a selfish thing for us as well. This is a healthy outlet for us to be able to come together and be like, Hey, life sucks right now, gents. And I mean, I just want to talk about it and bounce it off some guys that are, you know, as Melon said, pursuing excellence within life and just accepting chaos is a constant, you know, I, I find myself going back to work now and my job's changing, but that constant never goes away. And it's just, it's just this, uh, you know, I'm not here to defeat it. I'm here to evolve with it, accept it. Cause it's, it's going to happen whether I want it to or not. And uh, just knowing that I have, you know, you two guys and many other people in my life that are willing to just acknowledge it for one and then be like, Hey, what are you going to do about it? And how are we going to move forward is something that I, I, I hold very close to me and I'm, I'm very proud of. Also good maybe for the community to know that there's, you know, the, the ranks that we're standing when we talk about that a fair bit, when Raf, I think, dropped the phrase the first time, pushing back chaos and that we stand in ranks, that it's not just you and your own life working on your own, that, you know, you you do have your own life, your own battles to fight, but there are many other people out there fighting those same battles in their lives. And we're all working collectively. You know, we're all part of a, a community in the Western liberal democracies. We've got Americans and uh, Australians, obviously, on the show, but... There are people all around the world listening to this. There's military people in Australia. There's federal police, civil police in Australia. 
There's people who work for certain agencies in Australia listening. I have uh, feedback from concreters and tradesmen and first responders, uh, nursing, medical in Australia. And I know that I know that Mike and, and Raf also get the same thing. We get feedback from housewives and, and mums. A lot of uh, listeners are ladies who have let us know that it's a real thing for them to be able to hear men talk openly and honestly sort of as if they're at a poker table with us, uh, you know, talking without fear or favour and that they get some stuff out of it, understanding husbands or brothers or sons or fathers. So it's, it's not just... It's not just men, it's not just military, it's not just America, but there's, there's a really big community of people out there, like-minded people, the, the kind of people who feel that these topics are important and that working from a character ethic and starting with yourself as a first thing to fix in the world is, is the right way to go. And, uh, you know, you're not on your own. There's lots of people out there. So, catch up. My... Uh, the little block of time we had off, I almost, I think the whole time I was in Australia, had this gigantic uh, vacation. We went and had six weeks in Oz, three weeks in uh, Melbourne with my family, with my mum, my brothers, my sister, all the kids. I caught up with my old schoolmates. I caught up with an old army mate. Uh, shout out to Benny. He was bloody ready to go to Ukraine a few months ago. I'll just let you know. A plumber now with his uh, have a sipping on a bourbon and coke and he was so infuriated with what was happening with what Putin was doing over there you know these are the kind of people that uh, listen so I saw him saw uh, all, all my mates in Melbourne and then we went over for three weeks with Cherry's family in, in Adelaide uh, so we saw played a couple of games of rugby with my old club still had to run the old legs turned over a bit Michael had a, had a couple of games and he thrashed out some uh, drums and Played a guitar, her whole thing. She just wanted to get in some music stores and play some musical instruments she hadn't played before. She got some drumming lessons uh, with a, a professional drummer who's touring, a, like a, a proper top-end guy in, in Melbourne and another, another professional in Adelaide. And then I finished the trip with a sort of rapid trip to Brisbane to see some old, old army mates from uh, my army time in 94. I caught up with Simon, who was on the podcast uh, previously as well, had a couple of cold beers face-to-face -face with him for the first time in a long time. And I just had this great trip of seeing and, and feeling like the connection uh, back into my family and friends and these loved ones in Australia is really strong again. And, uh, you know, I've just literally landed back this morning. We landed 12 hours ago after traveling for 24 hours and, you know, I've unpacked bags and drank a lot of water because we've got a shock with the heat and it's back to work tomorrow. And that's sort of what what we've been doing. How about you, Raf? I I've just been I've been fighting the jet lag, like we talked about this morning, because uh, I started off out of Seattle, flew to Boston, had a really good time in Boston actually, and then uh, now I'm in San Francisco and I'm on my way to uh, to Hawaii, to Oahu, and then back to Seattle the the next day. But um, yeah, just just busy with that uh, little man Storm. Uh, he's he's my three and a half uh maniac he's uh he's a ton of fun uh my wife and i uh, um you know try to do the best we can as parents but obviously that's something that we open up about just parenting being a father being a husband it's got its own unique challenges especially when you have a profession like uh mine or ours where you're constantly on the road right that brings that introduces 
so many other variables. Um, and, and, and I know that it's, I know that it's real because I have plenty of friends that, that have reached out to me since this podcast in these professions. And, and they said, you know, it's crazy that, um, cause you know, whenever you have an issue, you feel like you're the only one having that issue in the world. And then you start to listen to us talking you're like, wait a minute, Raf just went through this six months ago, or Malin just went through this three months ago, or, you know, um, yeah, it's been good though, man. I have zero complaints. I really like the, uh, the uh, company that I fly for, um, by and large, most, if not all of the flight crew that I've been around have been just really easy to get along with and just a ton of fun, man. It just, um, I really feel like I kind of won the lottery, you know? I mean, if you listen to the previous episodes and the previous uh, podcasts, and you know that I worked my ass off to get here, but it doesn't matter though. Like I'm still grateful and I still feel like I won the lottery. I think you've yeah, I think that's maybe like the lottery of churros or something, but other than that, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about anything else though, but God, I, I, love the, oh, I missed the shit talking. I head. missed the shit talking. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, really, I really missed it. I like these cut, these serious, like, oh, they were crushing it. But then I just love like when Melon shows up with a wife beater, we just give him shit for being late. Or Raph just shows up after he's like peeking at the phone with one eye, realizing that he's late. I, I, I mean, it's I missed it. This is great. And so, what's been uh, what's been going on in your world, uh, Mike? Like, what's what's been happening for you? Know, Raph, nobody nobody cares. I'm gonna nobody, answer. Nobody, but go ahead, Mike. Nobody Raph's cares. Been, Raph's been gripping it up the, the whole like you know starting the airline life properly. He's checked to the line now. Is you know he's earning he's, he's on revenue generating flights he's he's doing the job and he's uh adapting and how about you i know that there's been some big changes for you as well yes so the last month and a half well anybody that remembers my kind of story from the last two years with the other podcast moving into this one uh my whole last two years have been about rebuilding myself and going through uh adversity and dealing with the chaos of becoming a better man. And that's just kind of where I'm at. Um, so just for the recap, like, you know, I went through a pretty bad, uh, it actually was a mutual thing. I won't say it was bad if I'm being honest. Uh, I, I got divorced and we were able to work out some things later on. I tried for another relationship, just got completely crushed and gutted for that. I lost my confidence. I lost everything else. Um, got to a point where I was kind of depressed and I got to the end of that. And I was just kind of like, I'm better than this. This is not who I am. My guys like Melon and Raph stepped up and they're like, dude, you're, you're such a good guy and you got to try to rebuild and focus on what really matters. And I've really taken that to heart and I, and I, and I appreciate the words and the time that these guys have given to me. And I don't want to let myself down. I don't want to let them down. Uh, or my family. So I've really reinvested myself, especially the last month and a half that we kind of had off. Uh, Cause I felt like I was kind of like a freelance, like I was kind of out there on my own while Melon's in Australia, having his family time. Raf is focusing on family time and the new section of his career. And for me, it's like, I'm stepping away from the training side uh, and management. And I'm going back to being a leader within a deployable unit uh, and getting ready just a week and a half ago, I walked into work and they're like, Hey, uh, your name was on the chopping block. And I was like, chopping block for what? And they're like, well, we needed, a um, a, a guy in your position to go over to Europe 
uh, for four months and you're going to be leaving in like four days. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> you know, but anyway, my name got taken off because I got good people in the right places. And I have something else going where I'm going back to a team. Uh, the next day I walk in, they're like, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, I, I really don't know. Just kind of focusing. They're like, Hey, you want to go down to Key West? And uh, for four days, I was like, that I will take. <laughs> so, I got, so I got some good R&R down there, met up with an old buddy I was in training with 15 years ago, had a just awesome time. But um, just, just kind of over is just transition back to a team and being in a, in a leadership position that I've always dreamed of being in. I take a lot of pride in it. That's about to kick off. Uh, I feel like I'm in the next chapter of my personal life. So relationships and all that, I feel like I'm completely detached, new person, just wide open, no, no confusion, no restraints, like nothing. And it's so relieving. Okay. Work aside, my personal life, just so relieving. I feel light for the first time that I have in probably three years. And it's, and it's awesome. Uh, and then honestly, just focusing on this, this has been exciting for the three of us, uh, melon traveling, raft traveling a lot. I'm the single guy. I'm at home. Uh, I've kind of like taken a lot more extra time. I'm not saying I'm carrying the show, but I am and uh, <laughs> just, just organizing everything and seeing where it can go with what we're doing. Um, the whole reason we started this is to just gain more ground, push it to the next level, uh, and I just love, like Melon said, I love being part of a team. I love contributing. I love seeing success come out of it and then seeing the return, you know, the ripple effect, it hits the, it hits the level in which it's going to hit and then it reverberates back and, and it's, it's all positive. So that's kind of been me, man. And I'm just enjoying life and it's about to be summertime. I've been working out. I look good. I feel good uh ready to have some cold ones on the beach you know i'm not a so, pilot, for the I'm record, not a pilot. <laughs> also for the record i don't think we ever used the words good guy i don't think we ever called you a good guy well like, i don't think those words ever came out of my mouth if you ever want to see what a good not, man looks like steven seagal made a movie it's called <laughs> a, good man, a good man and uh i think he demonstrates what a good man is so if you haven't seen that movie go see it you mean academy award winner steven seagal right <laughs> oh god inside joke but if you take the time yeah. to watch youtube and steven seagal you, you'll see what we're talking about uh, and a good example of sf it's just every role he's ever done is just like i'm a retired <laughs> navy seal i'm a retired green beret i'm <laughs> Yeah, as he gets a carpet of hair stapled lower and lower on his forehead every movie. That's right. He's the only actor that went from a martial, a white martial artist to Chinese and then to black over like three three movies. It's really impressive. Oh, God. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the show itself, Pushing Back Chaos. Um, I've had some questions about what that means to us. I know that we've talked about it, and I'm pretty sure we've probably got three definitions ourselves i know that rap you dropped the line initially looking back chaos you want to sort of just fill in what it, what it means what it is that we're looking to do together in this podcast and why why that line sort of resonated yeah absolutely man um kind of like you alluded to in the previous podcast i i dropped that line i said you know um it's important it's more than important it's 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 uh it's it's perilous that every man and every woman 
uh, of sound mind and, and hopefully body can um, do their part to push back chaos, right? Because whenever you're successful in your own feats, that it like kind of like Mike said, it reverberates, right? It hits. You don't know that you're affecting other people, but when you're a better human being, you're making it better for people around you, even if even if they're not the focus. And so we, you know, I said that, and that was kind of the meaning, but that was kind of the spirit of the whole statement was like, hey, man, if I push back, if I do my part to push back against chaos, and I just kind of said, hey, you know, instead of listening to people sit there and say, no, you should try to cut corners, you should try to, you know, do whatever and be happy. And, and there's all these, one-line mantras and be an Instagram model and whatever. Look, I'm not knocking if that's what your goal is, but the reality is the real recipe for success and for like legitimate happiness. And trust me, I've, I've been in Mike's shoes. I've been depressed. I've had really bad breakups. I've had where I've damn near divorced uh, twice already, you know, and then luckily my wife and I kind of, kind of uh, just decided to give ourselves a backstop and said, no matter how ugly it gets, we're not going to go, you know, we're not going to go out, out that way. But the, the point I'm trying to make is, it, there's no shortcuts, right? Hard work. Like literally, you have to accept that. You have to have kind of like that Stoics philosophy of uh, just accepting for, for what it is. And then, and then on, like I just alluded to the fact that, you know, you can lie to the entire world, but you shouldn't lie to yourself, especially not when you're looking in the mirror, whether it's introspection, that's for you, Mike. Um, but honesty is really what's going to set you kind of free, so to speak, you know, because you can deal with your demons, you can deal with your shortcomings, because we all have them, right? Like, we all have them. Um, and then just get rid of those filters, you know, and I think the minute you do that, like I said, you start doing your part to push back against the white noise and the chaos and just, just all the fakeness that, that's out there. You're making it better for, for me, you're making it better for Mike, you're making it better for my son, you're making it better for Melon and Melon's like, Every time we do our little piece, it's 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 like a tapestry that I just kind of see all connecting. And the more of us that are out there doing our little bit, um, I think that we're going to make, you know, not to sound all uh, whatever, but I, I just think that the world will be better, especially, you know, our immediate circles. Because um, I, I think everyone's agreement that the last couple of years have just been rough through COVID, through lockdowns, through people gaining weight, people dying, people getting sick. I mean, it's it's just been it's been constant. And I think, um, I hopefully what I'm hoping is that, you know, people that have seen it on the other side of it have realized like, Hey man, even through COVID, even through all the chaos, I'm still here. And hopefully that's motivation and encouragement to just keep moving forward. You know, if you, if you suck at something, then now's the time to shore that up. You know, hopefully that's a encouragement that you, you saw your way through and you're like, I can do it's, it's all really the, the line really resonated with me because the pushing is there's actually action underway. There's effort being expended and the boundary is being moved. The ball is being carried down the rugby field. There's not just an intention. And there's also effort is been the effort part is really big. Like the seek out and accept responsibility. I remember that was always an assessment thing for an annual officer report in the Australian military, like the top one for responsibility was that you'd seek out and accept responsibility. It's like, there's an effort here. You're going and you're looking, you're looking for the fire. You know what I mean? You're, you're looking for the crisis. You're running towards action and you're making a contribution. And there's also the recognition that when we all do this, we are actually making things better. The world is better now than it was 50 years ago. It's better than it was 500 years ago and a thousand years ago. Those UN goals, 
are being achieved. Children are living, this, you know, infant mortality is down, life expectancy is up. But it's not happening on its own. That quote about the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. You can't do nothing. If you sit and coast, then, you know, you're a burden on everybody else. You, you drag in an, in an aviation sense. You're slowing the aircraft down. We need to be lifters and not leaners. You know, like there's a load that needs to be carried and we're doing it together. And every person's effort is just as important. That, that individual family, that individual person getting out of bed and going to work and facing, as you said, Raph, facing the demons and being honest about them, knowing that we all have them, not trying to cover them up and addressing them. That's, that's what the pushing back chaos part is for me. And just... Progress is being made, but it's not being it's it's not occurring inevitably. You know, as we see with what Putin's doing in Ukraine, like, you know, you 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 let your eye off the ball for a minute here and you you, you decide it's someone else's job. And things can really turn bad very quickly. So that's sort of part of what what resonated for me. Did you have any other uh, observations about that, Mike? Yeah, I, I agree with both of you on on some levels, but for me personally, there's three main things that I kind of look at and that I've learned is one, when I hear like chaos, like what is chaos? Life is chaos, like not any one thing, you know, like when I look at work and like what I do, people always say like, man, that's, that's crazy what you do. And on a daily basis, you know, whatever, it's like, you know what, to be honest with you, work is kind of easy because I know what time I'm supposed to show up. I know who's supposed to be there. I know what we're going to talk about. I know generally what's going to happen. But when you take away work and you look at life, man, anything can happen. You know, how do I know when I'm driving home that I'm, that I'm not going to get in a car accident or that I'm going to get a phone call that someone's sick or has passed away? You know, there's, there's just no control over that. And the first part for me is just like accepting and being open to that all good things and all bad things are coming because they are. And there's nothing I can really do about it. Like there's always going to be good things. There's always going to be bad things. That's what life brings to you. Uh, how do I know that? Well, one is nothing lasts forever. I've really accepted that. Whether it's a material thing, it's going to break. It's going to fade. It's not going to be what it was. And then ultimately, not to be morbid, it's just something that made me appreciate life even more is death. Everybody will pass on. Right. And it's just, that's going to happen. The next part of that is realizing who are you going to be in those moments? Now I can control that within the chaos, right? It's why in the military, right? So we do, we do training and you train, you train, you train for what? For the instance that something happens, you're able to process it, accept it and send something back towards it right? That's, that's why you're training. You get in a gunfight. Hey, I can return fire. What's the mission? I want to gain fire superiority. I want to try to get that moment in which I can control and then maneuver because I want to win. I want a certain outcome. Life is the same way to me now. Um, so that's pushing back that way. And then just the last part is realizing, you know, it, it fades in the other two is that I can't control anyone. I can't. I can't control someone else's emotions, their actions, what they're going to do. All goes back to number two for me is who am I going to be when people around me change, situations change, 
Material things change. Careers change. Go down the list. Relationships. Some of it's just out of our control, man. And that's what we can call chaos because sometimes it can bring pain, confusion, all of those. But it's just like, man, who do I want to be in that moment? That's what I bring to the table is like, this is who I put my energy in to build. And these two guys that are on here talking with me, these guys hold me accountable. These guys push me to be better because they always remind me, hey, dude, tough times are coming. But then I'll also say when the good times are in the present, they are the first ones to stop me and say, mate, stop and enjoy it. You deserve this. You worked hard for this. This is the good part of life. Don't beat yourself up. You don't need to be better right now. You just need to enjoy. And I'm so appreciative of that. So that's my kind of spiel on pushing back chaos. I agree with both of what you guys said. I think it just filters through just slightly different. And I hope hopefully for the listeners, you're all sitting there thinking about what it means to you as well, because chaos could be money. Chaos could be family. Chaos could be work. Chaos could be what is your purpose in life? You know, it means something to everybody, but we can all relate to it. And those, those injects, you know, when we do training courses and the directing staff put something in, in the Australian military anyway, we call it an inject that life gives you, you know, that, that health issue, that phone call at 2am or that, that bad news you didn't want to get. But what that's not going to stop and, and dealing with those punches and rolling with them you know, conserving your energy when you need to and choosing your battles and, and so on. Life has a certain quality over time when you're in all those situations. We, most of us know what we need to be doing. And, and often that's a hard choice. And we, we've talked about this offline. And there's like an attractive, easy option that gives you a reward right now. As uh, Tony Senior would say, you know, rip the top off another one, have a, have a, a cold one. Or getting out and doing something you know you need to be doing that's not very attractive right now. And they're those, you know, like your life is a certain way if you continually take those easy options like over a few weeks or a few months. And certainly I've had this experience at 46 during this trip of looking back and actually seeing friends in Australia. It was really interesting. Like I see these people once a year and it's like life is like a strobe strobe light and it's like i've seen pe- some people i saw in this trip i haven't seen i've seen twice i reckon in 25 years i spent time with them and it's sort of like well how did your life turn out you know you adult kids <laughs> being out at a at a, a concert and being like well your adult children could be here in the crowd it's just a crazy thought these friends haven't seen for such a long time and almost across the board these these people who had started their own businesses or builders or in business getting to see what they're like now, like, you know, how life actually turned out. And it's, and it's from addressing those difficult injects that life deals all of us. And then there's some other people who in life has not turned out that way. The ones who are sort of maybe partying a bit too much back in the day, not undertaking the educational training courses, not pushing themselves. And it's, and it's like, you can see it in a, in maybe in a few weeks or a few months and definitely over, over, years and decades, it really makes a massive difference. And, you know, the hard right choice versus the easy wrong choice, the easy option that's a cop-out in some ways. 
You know, like that's that's part of pushing back chaos. Often we know what we need to be doing. Like you, you sleep well at night when you're taking those hard choices. You know, even even though you might be in the midst of it with family issues and so on, you know you're doing the right thing and you'll lie easy in bed versus, you know, the same situation where you've been taking those easy ones. So that's also part of it for me. And just this observation I had on this trip of seeing people that, you know, that I've loved and I've known for such a long time, but I'm not in their life all the time. So I sort of see it from the outside. I see how life has turned out. It was really, it was a really, really good trip for that, you know, like reflecting and having those moments. And happily, happily, most of them are just having a great time, great lives. Yeah, Melon, I really like what you said there about, you know, you reference it, looking in the mirror, but knowing inside what's going on. Sometimes that can be your chaos is the rest of the world and everything around you is going really well, but inside is chaos. Maybe no organization, you like waking up and be like, who the hell am I? Who am I today? You know, or who am I supposed to be? Like maybe you're a struggling spouse or a boyfriend, girlfriend, or a father or a mother. And you're just like, oh my God, like you're causing chaos internally and then you can't communicate it. I think everybody can relate to that because we're our own worst critic, right? I think all three of us can definitely agree as, as men, but then also in our professions, like special operations guys and pilots will devour themselves sometimes with this wasn't perfect and I need to get better. Like it's, it's almost an obsession and it can lead to such anxiety and stress. And then again, it's, there's always an effect an after effect that can go into your family or your friends or, you know, whatever. And it can have most of the time, I would say probably negative uh, effects. So learning how to, how to address that chaos internally can be the key to peace and happiness and understanding when everything around you is good. And it's just like, Hey, you're the problem. What is it? The, the one quote I heard is like, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. And it's like, maybe the grass is greener because you're not over there. <laughs> right? Uh, I've heard that a few times and I'm like, man, that, that may be true because maybe I'm the negative and maybe I need to work through some things and figure out how to get rid of it. You know, that it's not everybody else, but it's me. Go ahead, Melon. Another really good version of that line is the grass is greener where you water it. So it's like where you're putting your efforts and attention, where you're intentional in your day, where you're building connections and building relationships and so on. All of a sudden, like that's the, that, that part of your life is the one that's green. You know, and if you're in a barren area and you're looking across the road thinking, oh, this marriage is terrible and I could have this amazing thing with this other person, well, probably that will also be bad when you get there. You know what I mean? Like the area that you put the effort and intention and, uh, you know, where you're watering the ground, that's going to be the, that's going to be the green grass. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. I think you were doing some watering down in Australia. You had quite a few frothies. So you're Mate. you're watering a few plants, no? <laughs> there was some watering. There was some watering. I even got my son out on a uh, behind a powerboat for the first time on the Murray River. The Murray is like the main river system in Australia. It's one of the uh, state borders, and it flows out uh, in South Australia. It goes all the way from Queensland to South Australia. And we got out behind a boat. Michael was on a on a, a floaty donut for the first time, and he's a combination of sort of extremely light and fairly good grip strength. And so he was just. <laughs> Hanging on while this guy got the boat up to a pretty good, uh, 
rated knots. Yeah, there's a lot of water. Well, I love the story about Michael, but let's let's not get away from the quick distraction that you were peeing in a lot of bushes. All right, let's just <laughs> that was the joke. So let's make make sure everybody got that. But yes, good on Michael for being a boat boating expert. It's okay, Melon. He he looks all like disappointed that I brought it up, but you're in Australia. You go home. You're Irish, and I mean, of course, you're going to top off a few frothies or tollies or whatever you want to call them with some mates. Yeah. And it's going to happen. Oh. Just embrace it. It sort of happened everywhere. You know, there was the, the old school mates and, and my brothers and my sister, and then there was rugby mates and army mates. And, yeah, it's definitely part of the culture in Australia to sit down and, and share a brew. And this was one of those times where it was, you know, more celebration and enjoyment and reconnecting and, you know, probably not as much exercise as I need to be doing. Probably a few more beers than I should have, but that's not in my normal life. So I'll take it. Right on, man. Yeah, like I said, well, I was going to say, it's just a given that whenever you do anything, there's frothies involved. But I, but I love that you have, that you feel so compelled to tell us like, oh yeah, I had a couple of frothies. Like you don't have, you don't have to say it. Like we just know, (laughs) sure as shit is the sun will rise tomorrow and you're going to wake up with that black wife beater on. We know you're going to be, you're you're going to be a couple frothies in. I mean, you're an, you know, you're an Irish and then I'll see you next Tuesday. And so it all just, we've just come to accept it. Yeah. It's like, it's like, Hey, what's your blood type Raph? He's like, ah, a my, you know, a negative, you know, Mike, what's yours? B positive melon. What's yours? Uh, IPA, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, we know we get it. <laughs> That's a terrible so dad funny. joke, but it barely so, passed. So funny. <laughs> But then, you know, life over here is, doesn't have all that in it. So, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I do enjoy myself when I'm on vacation and, and wherever I can at other times as well. Work hard, play hard. I had, I had a big night out actually that concert with those friends and it was, you know, home at one and I was up at seven to take Michael to rugby, you know. It's like if you're going to play hard the night before, you better get up, take your boy to rugby. And then I played rugby that day too. <laughs> One of the points I was going to make about pushing back chaos as well is there's some, I know there's a lot of stuff. We, we really reference Jordan Peterson quite a lot and some of the other great thinkers, Steve Pinker and hate also come to mind. The low integrity people, you know, the, the stuff where you constantly break your word or you commit to stuff and you don't carry, carry it out. Even for you, Sometimes when you're making that commitment or those words coming out of your mouth, yes, I'll, I'll do that. You know you're not going to do it. And the, the chaos in that situation obviously increases. And part of it is that you, you know you don't get to be the person where you know you can trust your future self. Like the, the chaos actually comes and becomes part of your character. And so that's one of those, you know, like having the life go for, for periods where, you're out of control and you're not doing the right stuff. Big impact internally as well as externally in your life and your relationships with other people. Like the first relationship being with yourself and that where Raph, was, Raph always talks about putting the ugly baby on the table or, uh, you know, having that integrity piece where we have honesty, humility and action. We have honesty as the first step of acknowledging your own demons and so on. When you don't have the ability to even trust what you you yourself have committed to you know that these words are coming out and they're not going to happen that's a terrible 
like you're standing on quickstand trying to address anything else in your life. So that's like the very, very first part of the chaos. When it's inside yourself, it's obviously going to permeate all your other relationships and family and work and, and so on. And I know that in my life, when I've had hard times, that has been part of the, that's always been the first place I've had to start addressing myself and going around clearing, clearing up relationships where I've broken my word with people and clearing that up to, to get that chaos out and be able to stand at least on some firm footing with yourself and then move forward. That was one of the uh, parts of pushing back cars that I was thinking about when I was, when we were talking about the show name. All right. Yeah. I think it's also, sorry, I was going to say, I think it's also important um, to understand. And I, we've discussed this at length before, and I'm sure it'll come up in the future, you know, in order for us to like, you know, kind of help, you know, collectively kind of stand in rank and push back chaos. We, um, we kind of have to like accept that, you know, I think Mike, you, you alluded to this, like you have to be able to ask for help yourself, right? Like, listen, today I'm on top of my game a week from now. I could literally be in like in just a bad place, whether it's caused by maybe my son getting sick or just getting in a fight with my wife or or what me, I don't know what it, give there's a million reasons pick one i'm just saying like it's an it's an ebb and flow right just because you've reached the destination uh with a skill set with a mentality it doesn't mean you're going to stay there like that's that's the chaos is always ensued like it's always coming after you and so you have to constantly just be kind of head on a swivel ready to push back react where you can because it's listen man it's it's going to try to knock you off your perch so to speak and that's just that's a constant thing so if you think like oh whether it's fitness whether it's health whatever it is listen, man, it's, it's going to come one way or another. And so you have to be ready to ask, ask for, for help yourself. I think that's during, really this trip, during this trip as well. Like I know all of us military types were like triangulating, taking three bearings and figuring out where we are. And it's like, if you hear it from three people, the same sort of advice in life, it's a similar sort of confidence you can have. And re- really in this trip, maybe about five or six different people in their sort of mid forties, very successful people, all were participating with counseling in in one way or another inside of marriage, professional counseling about a career, individual counseling for, you know, dealing with marriage breakdowns and stuff. And that was something that really stood out to me this time that these people had asked for help and they'd they'd been like, you know what, there's probably someone out there who knows as much about this particular part of a marriage or this particular part of a, a career as like I know about flying or as Mike would know about clearing a room. And we can go and find these people and we can get the advice for, for this little bit now. And maybe five or six of the friends and couples that I spoke to were having counseling just like right now. And so I think that dovetails perfectly in what you've just said, Raf. Yeah. The, the way I, I kind of took that as well is, you know, Raf, Raf said it really nice, but to put it into, all right, like I always like making military terms shift over to like just everybody terms, right? Is uh, think about something that you've really worked hard to achieve. So for me, special operations pipeline, it's like, man, I want to, I want to get there and I want to get that patch or that pin or like whatever. And it's on my uniform and it's like, I've made it. Let me tell you, I'll be the first to tell you it is harder to maintain that standard, especially if you want to be in for a career like me, than just getting to that point where it gets pinned on you or sewn onto you. 
maintaining that standard is so much harder than just getting there. Right. So if you think about that, or maybe, maybe your goal is to get married, right? Hey, we got married. Everything's great. And we had the honeymoon phase and blah, blah, blah. And everything's perfect. Yeah. The hardest part is going to be maintaining that for the next few decades, right? Or a friendship or a new job. You know, it doesn't matter what you insert blank here, right? Uh, Every day you wake up is new variables, a new experience. You're getting older. Your body's going to change. Your friend circle is going to change. The environment at work is going to change. The world's going to change and everything. And if you think you have every single answer when you wake up every single day to deal with every single problem, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. I'm going to put you on spot. I'm going to call you wrong. So asking for help, realizing, hey, I have a circle that's supportive and that's going to help me identify and figure this out. Because, dude, I've embarked on so many journeys where I've like, I got this because I'm overconfident and I just fall flat on my face and eat shit. And then I stand up and I'm embarrassed and I'm like, well, I, I fucked that up, you know, but then there's other guys that are just like, welcome to the show, <laughs> you know, and then they're like, come on, let's, let's go have a real conversation now, dumbass, you know, and it, but that's, that's the beauty of it. That's what I really like about this, but it was great to ask for help and realize every day, man, it's just maintaining is very, very hard. And in the good times, you can start those conversations where you can build those relationships to the point where when you are on the wrong path, you're going to have a friend who loves you enough to really tell you straight to your face and, and give you the advice that you need, which might not be what you want to hear in that time. And you can build those things on the good days for when the bad days come. That's right. Well, so, uh, I think the last part is just, you know, a lot of people have been asking uh, kind of about this show and this new journey that we're on with pushing back chaos is, you know, what's going to be different, what's going to be the same. And I think we've already addressed a couple things. It's like, we're not going to change the message and the, 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 you know, pursuit of excellence as people is not going to change. But as far as like the brand, I guess you could say, call it that, uh, the differences is like three things. And I think it'd be good to address is one, we're going to maintain this podcast and keep doing what we're doing because we've seen the effects. It helps us. It helps others. And it's really good. Uh, two other things that we're going to be uh, moving towards to surveys tracking is uh, one is consulting uh, in the future. So if uh, you know, there's some groups, whether it's a group, a company or anything, and you hear something that you like or like to uh, reach out to us and maybe have us speak or do some type of engagement. Uh, we would like to do consulting. Uh, I've done some personally. I've heard some people listen to the show and reach out. And I've gone to spoke to Child and Youth Services, a realm that I've never thought I would be part of. But I spoke to 700 Child and Youth Services uh, personnel who on a daily life deal with abused kids and how to maintain a healthy lifestyle and emotions and everything else. I've never done that, but I could relate. And it was just very cool. So consulting would be one. And then also uh, with our friend, Tony senior and a couple other things is talking about some merchandise, right? Uh, some t-shirts and some tank tops, courtesy of Mellon, of course, um, thinking about coming out with some things, to help identify those, hey, if you want to be an advocate for pushing back chaos uh, and being part of it, then, hey, why not have like a simple T-shirt or tank top or a hat or a coffee mug, you know, just to be like, hey, a conversation starter. What's that mean? Well, you know, and then get into your reason about pushing back chaos. You know, we thought that was pretty cool. 
And also, we think it would be cool to help raise a little bit of money to be able to do some really cool things uh, as far as helping other people uh, that we've encountered over our last two years uh, on this journey. So just to put that out there, you know, if there's any questions, uh, any uh, comments, any engagements, maybe that you everybody would like to have, then, oh, well, we'd love to hear from you. We have, uh, oh, I, I'm going to do the wrap up now. I'll do the wrap up now. That's great. So a couple of changes. If you want to reach out to us, uh, we're on multiple platforms now. So if you are listening, please go to Instagram and type pushing back chaos. You'll see there, please follow and like. There's also a new Facebook page that's launched. Please follow and like on there. We'll be posting there. Uh, we're also moving over to LinkedIn. Uh, so on the business side of things, you'll be able to contact us there. And our new uh, Gmail, which is all three of us instead of individual, is pushingbackchaos at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us an email that way as well. Or send a message on Instagram, you know, whatever you got. And we'd be glad to hear from you. And uh, we're very excited to start this new chapter. Please like and share the hell out of everything. Uh, we're always going to put uh, engage, uh, multiple engagements on online for you to answer questions, polls, whatever, see what's going on in the world. So we can, uh, kind of incorporate you guys, your feedback is the most, so we can incorporate and build the shows that's going to resonate the most. Um, also shout out to all, uh, to heroes media group with our guy, Adam bird, who's been helping us along the way to rebrand and relaunch and come out with this new vision and all of his tech and ideas and passion has just been awesome. So shout out to Adam for this, uh, which will be on heroes media group as well, where it'll be advertised and supported from. So, um, hope that was a good wrap up, Melon. Did I, did I make you proud? It's not, it's nothing like Made me proud. Yeah, 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 absolutely. About it. Yeah, I'm no like Einstein or philosopher with some of the shit you come up with sometimes, but I gave it my best shot. So cheers. Your best shot was good. So until next week, guys, stay safe, stay focused, and uh, we'll see you on the next side. Cheers.